Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Wasting Company Time presents Tell No Tales, Season 2 Episode 4.5 Liberating History Sorry about that. Everyone's been absolutely amazing since the sit-in started. But the only downside of having a huge community show up is there's basically never a quiet moment. It's much calmer down here, though. We mostly just use the basement to store food and drink supplies. Don't worry about it, seriously. It was lovely to meet everyone. Plus, this is where the ghost hangs out, right? Yeah, best as we can tell. Mind if we record this? Please do. We've had a few reporters in here since this whole thing started. But you two are definitely the most interesting call I've had so far. I get that a lot. Not on the job or anything, I'm just an interesting person. (laughs) So, Louisa, can you tell us a bit about what you're doing here, for the record? Yeah, so I'm Louisa Truman, the founder of Liberating History. We're an organisation dedicated to amplifying and preserving queer history. There have been huge strides recently in the celebration of queer history. The Queer Britain Museum in King's Cross, for example. But so much of our history has slipped through the cracks in part because so much of the movement was defined by the working class, which is too often overlooked when curating museums and exhibitions. Places like the Coronation Club, though, are the very lifeblood of Britain's queer history. This club offered sanctuary for the LGBTQIA community from 1928 to 2013. And not only was this a safe haven by night, but by day, this very basement was a space for one of the breakout groups from the British Gay Liberation Front to meet and organise. The Coronation Club was a place where queer activists gathered to demand the right to be treated with protection and dignity. Now, we fight as queer activists to ensure their struggle is represented with the protection and dignity that they dedicated their lives to fight for. Wow, did you realize that? Because that's impressive as hell. I've uh, given the same speech a few times by now, yeah. (laughs) All right, Julia, if you've done being an irredeemable flirt, Louisa, what can you tell us about the spirit in this basement? Um, yeah, um, well, we don't know a lot, honestly. They're definitely strongest here in the basement. We've all felt the kind of chill down here. There are some other manifestations too, like ever since we started meeting in here, there's been this, it sounds really weird, but this strong sense of community. Obviously we have that anyway, but it's hard to describe better than that. Especially when the sit-in started, it comes in waves sometimes, just this overwhelming sense of peace and togetherness. We all notice when it happens. Don't worry, that makes perfect sense. There was this ghost I spoke to once, her name was Maruna, and her manifestation was making queer coppers in an airport feel like the only people in the room. I actually went back to see her recently and got a tattoo from her. Wanna see? Julia, you did not. Did too. Look. Fuck's sake. Okay, so clearly you two know what you're doing when it comes to ghosts. <laughs> One of us does, at least. So, they're a category two then. You haven't seen anything being picked up or moved around, as if by someone physical? No, not quite. Though we've had some close calls. Things twitching, small things being knocked over. We've done a bit of research, and they seem just on the verge of what I think you'd call a category three. Right, okay. So hopefully that gives us a solid time span to go off. 
Julia, your recorder, does it have a functional EMF reader at least? Yep, I didn't even need to build that part. Leo basically just Frankenstein an industry standard EMF meter into the recording device. That's useful at least. We can grab some readings. Better Place has software that can give fairly accurate predictions of when a spirit died based on the current EMF activity. Or it used to be accurate. It's been glitching a bit recently. But we'll make do. Louisa, how much info do you have on the old patrons of this club? We've got some, but very little prior to the 90s. There are a few old logbooks that were used to keep track of tabs and debts back in the earlier days of the club's lifetime, but it exclusively uses code names for obvious reasons. We do have a fair amount of documentation of the chapter of the Gay Liberation Front that met here, though. Anything that you could get would definitely help. If there's a chance the spirit was a member, that makes things a lot easier for us. Think you've got enough to work with? Barely, but I've worked with less. They're a research genius. <laughs> you don't have to say it, but I am. I believe it. So what's the plan, once you figure out who our ghost is? Well, when I get a recorder working, we can interview them. You keep doing the good work, keeping the new buyer from removing them, getting press attention. Then, when it's ready, we'd like to publish the interview with the spirit. It furthers both our agendas. We let the public know that spirits have a voice. And, ideally, this spirit uses their voice to talk about how important the Coronation Club was to them. They manifested here, so it's a safe bet that it was a place of importance. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you both for reaching out. Thank you for accepting. You're helping us out too. If you're done, Julia, should we get some readings and go? Right, sure. I've got your number there, Louisa, and I'll be grabbing the volunteer sign-up sheet on my way out. Hope you don't mind us poking around, ghost. Sorry for talking about you like you're not in the room. We'll chat soon, I promise. (laughs) Yeah, if we can get our shit together. This episode of Tell No Tales was written and produced by Leanne Egan. In it, you heard the voices of Josie Thomas as Louisa, Phil Thompson as Riley, and Shannon Kelly as Julia. Thank you for listening. And remember, the dead don't bite.